1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back, everybody. I know it's been a little hiatus, uh, about two weeks, actually, since an episode came out, and there's a good reason for that. I didn't really want to put that out beforehand, let people know I'm leaving, but I've been gone for two weeks in Denver, Colorado, doing flight training with the company, the MetaFlight company, and uh, yeah, it, I kind of took advantage of it. It's super easy training, and so my family went down there, kind of went on a vacation and everything, so that's why you guys had the gap in the episodes, but now they're going to be back fast and furious again like they were before, and tonight can only be about 25 minutes. Um, Michael's over here. It's been a little while since you've been in, been on, so yeah. we're going to get back to it and uh, talk about your hunt, because I've been gone, so yeah. for the first time in, I've only missed a couple openers for 20-some years. I missed deployment, so 2013. No, wait. When did we leave for Afghanistan? Actually, I think I hunt 2013. I missed the 2014 because I didn't get back till February. Mm. <clears throat> but so that's been eight years since I missed an opener. Wow. So we're just going to talk about uh, how it went for Michael's opener here in California. And, you know, one big thing we've heard the whole time was water sh shortage. And Michael's, we're not going to obviously tell where he was at, but he's going to talk about the water yeah. thing there. And then uh, also before we get rolling, I also want to tell you guys about Motion Ducks. Don't forget that promo is still going on, and we used it on our last hunt before I left for Colorado, and it was the reason why we shot the birds we shot. Um, so go to motionducks.com forward slash MVM, and you will get an exclusive deal for that's offered for our listeners and supporters and all that. And it's different. You can't. And Michael, you use that, right? I, I use it. And I, yeah, I got the promo code, so I got the extra. Yes. 10%. So you get a discount and then another discount. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, you'll probably see codes floating around all over the place for motion ducks, but this is definitely better than anything that's offered out there as far as I know. So check that out. There was one other thing I wanted to say before we start rolling, but let's just roll into it. Um, so Drew Rezzi. That's key, yeah. right? <laughs> That's <laughs> number day. one. So first, I mean, this this was my so this is my third season hunting. Mm -hmm. My first season, I would say that I'm basically I have everything that I need to to hunt mm -hmm. decoys. Uh, 
I had all my gear before, so I can go with somebody, but I never had like any decoys to take out there. So yeah. I couldn't just like you didn't have yeah, my all the stuff. I didn't have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I could actually go by myself mm-hmm. and not need anybody else there to help me supply, you know, some yeah. gear or anything. So um, not only was this my first time doing that, um, but this is also my first opener. I never been I never been out an opener, so oh um, yeah, everybody was just like I was excited for it. Yeah, yeah, because that's the time you get to shoot the most, you know. Yeah, and I got a super low resi, so that was exciting. Um, I did not really expect that. I didn't know what I was gonna do. So I, I probably would have like said like held off because I just never been into open to an opener. Mm-hmm. I think I've always waited too till till December to actually start, start to start hunting. But <clears throat> I probably would have went out there and put me with a lottery actually because I was I, I've been more excited this season, probably because I started I had my my decoys and everything I would I need. Yeah. So I have been more excited. Uh, than previous seasons mm. because like just i i, I could it's I could just go. growing it's yeah the addiction's and, growing oh yeah yeah and it's definitely like hit me this se- this season mm-hmm. so um but what was i gonna say um i just went blank so um so first off you drew a resi yeah on oh, it for an opener that's like feels like impossible i mean i haven't drawn one I think it's 13 years now. Like, I keep counting down. It's been a joke because it's been so long. It might not have been that long. No, it has been because the one I drew, I was thinking that was opener. It wasn't. It was the following Wednesday. And I was just as stoked about that. Not quite as many birds, but usually the Saturday in California and the Wednesday afterwards is about the best for the first part of the season. And then after that kind of trickles off and then it begins to build as birds migrate down. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I did really good in that. So when I knew, I, if anybody I wanted to get a resi, it was you. Because, you know, like, just to, you, I know you've had one hunt up north that was really good, and you yeah. got a lot of opportunities. But other than that, that's probably the most you've had, right, besides yeah. your opener? Oh, yeah. So um, so did you say you did hold off, or were you just whacking everything that flew? So, yeah, me and another guy that would went, we had Caleb Teenley had went mm-hmm. there. Um, we had held off a little bit because we were – I mean, it was early in the morning and trying to identify. Yeah, neither one of us. I, I'm definitely not good at identifying birds, and mm. he he was saying the same thing. He didn't know what um, what we would be shooting. It's just I don't know. Probably should just took some attempts, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I guess this is the first day. I haven't shot. And there's it. birds I, everywhere. There's birds everywhere. We're just like this is insane. Enjoying it, yeah. Um, and then really before like birds were just landing in our decoys and stuff like <laughs> that right before shoot time. Mm-hmm. So we were just it was that that like that that excitement that you yeah. get beforehand and um. And I, I was going to say, was um, just on my mind again. <laughs> <laughs> it was that uh, good. Huh? <laughs> it was that good. No, no. no. Okay, so um, we, I've talked about this with you. I, I may have said it on the podcast before, but like this season for me is going to be a season of like learning. Yes, a lot. Yeah, and ma- making a lot of mistakes, um, but putting the effort. I think yeah. what you're saying, like, kind of saying you've been saying that we've been talking tonight, is like you're you're saying learning because. It's different this time. You're actually trying to learn and put the effort in yeah. to learn instead of just randomly going with someone and invite you and then just go out. Right. Now you're wanting to figure it out. Yeah. And I probably like consumed more content, duck content mm-hmm. um over the last several months than I have in the past. Yeah. Because I like, well, I need to know this stuff. I need to know um just so many different things mm-hmm. that there I mean, there's so many different things with duck hunting that you you need to know before mm-hmm. you go out there or, or if you want to be successful. Um, and not every obviously, if you know, you know all this stuff, doesn't mean you're going to be a success. No, right. But at least you know, like, 
you know what you're supposed to know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just different things that I've taken from you, just, you know, when you have decoys out there and don't mm-hmm. be afraid to move them if you don't feel like it's working out. Yeah. So just kind of try to remember all that kind of stuff. Um, and just put it into you know, play. Yeah. And <laughs> just kind of like just, just learning really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like that's what's going to be. There's going to be a lot of just, um, a lot of lessons that I'm going to learn this season. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is that you're, you want to learn and you're trying to figure it out instead yeah. of just go with someone else and let them do it. You want to know. Oh yeah. Like, and you're su- super smart. You're way smarter than me. Like all the stuff, all oh. this technical stuff that you do is just like, so I feel like you're more, you're super analytical probably. And like you really catch detail. Yeah. And it's funny because sitting here talking about this reminds me of when our first podcast two years ago, right? Yeah. Well, two, no, yeah, two seasons ago, uh-huh. before that. Before I even had a shotgun. Before yeah, you had anything. Yeah. And we were all talking about it. Yeah. And, you know, you oh, some people you kind of know right away, like, it's going to stick if they yeah. do it. And then some people are like, I don't know. Like, it just depends on what kind of experiences you have. Yeah. I never thought that you wouldn't want to do it or do it. And like, yeah, it's not for me. I never thought that. But I just kind of, you just wait back. Because I've seen so many people over the years, like, you kind of sit back and watch. And like, what's going to, and you got the bug now. Like, I. Yeah. You're no one's telling you to go watch this. No one's telling you to go out there. Right. You're doing it on yourself and you're not gonna wait on anybody. Yeah. To go like, well, if nobody takes me, I don't really want to go. It's like yeah. you're not that way. You're yeah, like, I don't I don't really need anybody else. <laughs> yeah. What I'll probably end up doing and what I ended up doing this um for my opener was I did take um my youngest. This is her first time duck hunting, she's seven years old. So I just you know, obviously she can't shoot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She's just not a shooter, just out there for the ride. But um, that's kind of part of it, too. Like, I'm just going to, when I go out there, I'll just take one of my girls. Yeah. And uh, my oldest is already, like, she she loves it. She loves going out there. Oh, so, and yeah. And some, has some serious stamina. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's got that crazy adrenaline that she oh, just loves man. just the action of everything. So That's um, cool. That's that that's a, a huge driver, too, for me. Is yeah. like That's just another, another just, like, icing on the cake. Right. I know I always have her with me that just, and... I'm giving her something that I didn't get when I was younger. Yeah, we didn't right, go hunting, right? So I can I can hand that down to her. That's cool. So um, you got you got to start them sometime. Yeah. So Viv or Violet just came in here and asked like when she, when am I going when's she going next? I said <laughs> well whenever you want to go. Yeah. She's wanting to shoot right now, and I said I'm gonna wait. Like you can do that. You can shoot on the junior hunt. And actually, I need that reminds me. I'll remind you, let you know too, is you can put in for the junior hunts locally. Uh, in the sack complex, but you have to do it a special way. Okay. So you might want to end up doing that um, if you want. If if you want, and I don't know if she's quite ready or not yet. Yeah, I Violet's. I don't know if Violet would get one out of the air, but if I could, if we could decoy one, I think she can. She almost got a coot last year. She had her license last year, but I wasn't. It, I was letting Viv. Yeah. Hunt. Right. But um, Violet really has a drive for it. I finally found out Vivian. She didn't want to kill something. Yeah. And I totally, it's totally fine. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know that. And I go, Viv, why didn't you tell me? And she thought she was going to disappoint me. And I was like, I would never be disappointed in that. Yeah. So, but Violet, she's all, give me that gun. <laughs> <laughs> she she definitely, her and Ann both have that same kind of, yeah. just thing High about drive, it. like, yeah. energy level. Yeah. So, that'd be kind of, actually, dude, that'd be kind of fun. What we should do, if you want, we'll make the pack. <laughs> oh, yeah. If one of us get drawn... For that up there, we could take both girls. Yeah. But it depends on if Anne's quite, I don't know if she's quite ready for that yet. Violet's yeah. borderline, dude. Like, Violet's borderline. I know 
we might not come home with anything, but which would be right. totally fine. But yeah, I don't know. She might need another because Anne's she's only, she's eight. She's fixing to turn nine. Oh yeah, she's pretty month. young. She's pretty young. So not that you could she couldn't, but uh, well, even if I got drawn, she could still go. I mean, she she be, the she has the she's someone has the size to hold right. a probably a four ten, but yeah. Um, yeah. See, and that's why I wish my 28 gauge. I I'm looking back now. I'm like, man, I wish I would have got a 26 inch barrel. Yeah. Because just that two inches, a 28. Even for me, I'm like, man, this thing feels long for a little gun. Okay. Like at 12 gauge, I don't even think nothing of it. Like right. if you hold it, you can. When we're done with this, yeah. It's like, man, this thing's long, but it's so skinny. Yeah. I think it almost makes it look longer. Okay. And then it's so light. Like, why is it so long if it's so light? But I was like, man, if I would have got 26, I think Violet could have handled that swing better. Yeah. But anyways, um, kind of got sidetracked on that. Uh, back to your hunt. So, and then what else? I don't want to put words in your mouth for you, but like you did some things to prep this year. Like what's some of the things that you purchased, got, um, not for gear, but also things to help you be better. So, um, I didn't be getting a, a call, a couple calls, um, that you'd recommended, you know, just something, something cheap. I think there was like that three in one mm-hmm. and then the... I think it's like a it's a double nasty uh, by Butt Gardner. Um, it's like a thirty dollar call, right? So something really cheap probably yeah. doesn't sound great, but I I don't know any different. So I used it for years. <laughs> it's something I'm gonna blow and just whatever. Learn you know learn lessons yeah. and learn. And that's kind of the one I'm learning how, how to call on. Cool. And I watched a bunch of videos on that. I didn't even know you were practicing. Oh yeah. So that's um, cool. I've watched a bunch of videos from like Surviving Duck Season. Yeah. I've just been like digesting his content because yeah. he's got a lot of good stuff that's just. I don't know. He's it's just, good. He's putting stuff out there, just like basically, like here's time time for school. You know, sit down. Mm-hmm. You know, grab your notepad and you know take notes. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been watching a lot of his stuff. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal: develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, his shotgun series, just learning about that. And not that there was going to change how you shoot, but um, just kind of like 
gets you more knowledgeable about it. Yeah. Um, I did get uh, decoys. I ended up buying the the, the jerk rig setup, mm-hmm. um, and uh, got that all set up. Um, my decoy bag, and I had the one that had where you could just carry it out. This would be like a like like a mobile pack. Yeah. And um, I thought you know I'm, I'll get a cart and a sled and stuff like that. Just kind of yeah. make it just. I might as well go all out. Yeah. So I ended up getting all that. Um, <clears throat> I already had my gun. Uh, I did. It, I did end up getting the Sitco waders. So <laughs> was that hard to say? <laughs> I got it out. I got my chest. <laughs> but I, and so I, I came from a pair of Rogers waders, mm-hmm. and I mean they were they were they were good, but the 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 boots were not. They were not comfortable. Well, tell us, tell us why me. they're so good, Michael. I mean, <laughs> you know me; I just lie and make everything no. up. So. Yeah, and, and I'm I just an amateur hunter, right? Yeah. So, um, but for me, I, my my feet are like super particular, mm-hmm. like they're just uh, you got a wide foot, right? And I, flat. I have a wide flat foot. Mm-hmm. I got long toes, so it's um, shoes can get really uncomfortable really fast. So I'm, I'm I, I can't just wear any kind of shoe. Mm. So um, the most most. Most waiters, uh, I I'd wore that like it felt like my foot was like in those rubber boots, mm-hmm. um, like I'm fixing to pour concrete or something like that. Just it just does not feel comfortable. I would not walk out with the blind right in in my waiters. You forget cart it. them out there and then put them on. Yeah, so um, I tried these ones. I all um, when I after I bought them, I had uh, I, I just worn them out to the blind because like mm-hmm. they're you know they're gonna be comfortable enough. I think how far so. a walk was it? It one was way. it was one point eight miles. One way, okay. One way. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I made a couple extra trips, uh, <laughs> you know, just to break them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, walk of shame. <laughs> the walk of shame. I did it. <laughs> um, so I put I put about oh yeah, it was over seven miles on them. So I did four <laughs> trips. Four mm-hmm. one. So you do the math on that. <laughs> um, and you know I I felt good yeah. my feet weren't killing me i wasn't like i gotta get hurt get these things off they were just yeah. it was warm because it was just it wasn't cold or not like that so yeah. but they felt great yeah. um i mean i i feel like it was it was a good purchase myself um but what about so. the shot cam too not to bust oh, off the yeah, waiters but the shot cam so that that and that was one of the things that i th- i thought like if I really want to get better, like mm-hmm. my shots need to get better. That's mm-hmm. if I want to shoot. We birds, all right, all do right. Yeah, um, but it, I see. I've seen birds. I could add several limits, but my shooting is not there, mm-hmm. and I've got to learn how to shoot better. And what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And so many times I take the shot, and I'm thinking like, what did I just do? I have no idea what I did. I don't know if I was shooting high, right, low, right. behind, right on them. You know what I was was I doing? Um, so with the shot cam, I was actually able to see what I was doing wrong. Did Did you see a tendency? What your tendency was? Yeah, what I was think it? I, um, I'm shooting. I'm shooting over them, over top. So of them. I'm shooting yeah. over top of them. Yeah, I do so that a lot because I because I know I'm supposed to be leading. So I'm trying to like really kind of exaggerate. And that yeah. I, I showed you that one shot where I just the bird just yeah folded. yeah. And that one I was lined up right on him, and I had a really good lead on him too. <laughs> so um, did but, it almost surprise you a little bit? When oh, it folded? dude. It was so. It was. It felt so good when it's one shot. <laughs> yeah. The bird just like just rolls yeah, end over end, feeling. dude. Uh, that yeah, it feels good when you just take which one shot. Yeah. So, cause I mean, more often than not, I'm taking like I'm I'm shooting three shots. Right. But like I I, I like I said, I'm I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning how to shoot and uh, shoulder my gun. Yeah. So and that's just gonna take some more practice. Oh yeah. And probably just going to my backyard and just shoulder my gun and just never gonna have that mastered. I mean. 
no one is right like you're gonna get better but like no one's gonna be like oh i gotta figure it out now and shoot eight shells or seven shells every time for limits yeah gonna happen but i feel like that's gonna be like my biggest thing is is learning what am i doing wrong Mm -hmm. um so i can make corrections Mm -hmm. um, because that's something that it's muscle memory is going to develop pretty quickly here and i remember i'm I've only gone like four or five times total in the last two seasons. Right. So it's hard. And watch how many more times you go. You'll probably go more this year than oh, you did yeah. the last two years combined. Oh, yeah, I will. I'm already, yeah. And I'm, I've, yeah, I've already gone once. I have another resi coming up here in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. So I'm going to go to that one mm-hmm. um, and then try to lottery uh, maybe before then. So, uh, but it just, even if it's, it could be a slow day or a possibility of a slow day, just getting out there and maybe I see a bird or two. Mm-hmm. But <clears> if I have a couple opportunities, um, it'll just be just, me just taking in more lessons and just learning more. Right. So that's just every time for me. And you're, it's it's actually almost overwhelming. It's like a fire hose, right? The stuff you're going to learn versus the stuff I am, right? Yeah. It's just like, because I mean, you're learning like, oh, learn how to scout or learn why birds acted like that or identifying. That's a huge yeah. one. Like just identifying birds from a distance instead of after you shoot them, you know, like I know it's a duck, but I don't know what kind. Boom. Right. Then you're like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Or googling it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> what yeah. <is> this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've done. I mean, I've done. We've all done that. But um, I was going to ask you something. Um, so we when the gear, the waiter or the shot cam. Mm-hmm. Oh, what birds did you shoot? Like, what was your bag consist of? Uh, a lot of hens. <laughs> um, yeah. so I let's see. It was I shot three uh, green wing teal hens, uh, one blue wing teal hen, uh, two green wing teal drakes. And uh, one hen shoveler. I was, oh, okay. Yeah, in my nice. day, it was a hen shoveler. Yeah. And di- are, so, so, are you tracking? Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> keeping track of everything and just. Um, you should, dude. Have you seen that? Did you hear I, me talk about that? Yeah, I've heard you talk about it. And you I've, should. I'm trying to, like, I try to log some of that stuff. Just yeah. like we woke up at, you know, three o'clock in the yeah. morning, you know. Um, this is this is what blind we end up taking. I did number, uh, th- number six, you know, yeah. at this place. Um, I'm trying to log this information just so I have a, a log of. Uh, you know, historical data of where I've been and yeah. what it was like. And so, then, like, what weather was, like, oh, okay, maybe that's yeah. why. It, it, there's so much. And then moon phase, that's huge. Okay. <clears throat> when we hunted a couple of weeks ago in that video that, that just came out on uh, Monday today, but we're dropping this tomorrow. <clears throat> that, that, I know the moon affected that because they're up all goofing around all night because yeah. it's so bright. They can literally fly around and see exactly where they're going. And you do. You'll hear them flying around. When we got there the night before that hunt, <clears throat> we could hear him, Gall- Gadwall, Mallard's Widge, and we could hear him. It was midnight, yeah. and they're out there goofing around. Like, normally, if it's no moon, and I'm not saying they don't do that, but they're not so active. Okay. You know, but that's why full moon hunts can be really rough in the morning, technically, and sometimes you have to adjust when you go out and hunt for that, because they might not wake. They'll go to bed later, but then they'll get up later than they normally do, <clears throat> but... I mean, not saying I have it all figured out, but right. I've seen that trend over the years, you know. Yeah. But um, anything that you like learned, um, like when you're out there, like something you never like. Oh, okay. Like it was like kind of a little bit of a learning experience for you. Um. I mean, you probably would learn them without knowing, but. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there was something, but I. I mean, I. Just, I, I bet a light came on when you shot that bird, though. As far as you probably led that bird, not oh, that yeah. it was so far away, but I bet. That whole like, oh, I gotta trust the lead. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think it's too finding if the birds. 
how far to lead it, depending on how close that bird yeah. is. Because you probably did you ever shoot some? You think like in front of them? Um, I th- uh, well, so oh, that was someone else I was talking to that I'll, said they were doing that. I don't know if I was overshooting or not because I, I I don't I'm, I don't feel like I'm leading that much if I am. Um, one th- I mean one thing I was looking at my shot cam. I I obviously have to learn how to use it. Um, I got uh, about a dozen videos on there, and I was finding like I wasn't really following with the bird's pattern. Like the bird had cut. He mm-hmm. was going away, and he was kind of cutting around, but I was still leading him, uh-huh. and so I just shot shot way off. Yeah. So I was like, why did I do that? I wasn't I wasn't really looking at the bird. I was, like, too busy. I don't know <laughs> if I was looking at my gun or something, mm-hmm. the end of my gun. Um, or they're just going so fast, you know? They just yeah. cut so hard. But um, I guess it's just that kind of stuff is afterwards thinking, like, mostly my shooting because I could have had a limit early on in the, in the morning. And what about just, Caleb? Was he just not shooting good? Um, you know, I think he was. Well, or he did shoot, he just not I shoot much? Than, he, yeah, he was. He was the same as me. We were just kind of just in the morning. There was so many just birds flying. Watching. Yeah. Um, and we were both just kind of lower reluctant to shoot because we didn't know what we were gonna we were shooting. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I I feel like he was shooting better than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but because I think I shot all my box before he had shot his. Maybe I just took more opportunities. Maybe it seemed like they were kind of on the side of the blind that I was in. They were okay. kind of flying in my my gotcha. spot there. So, yeah, um, and and uh, think about this. I've always this always told people this. I said, think about how fast a box can go if you oh, shoot yeah. three shells every time. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's barely eight opportunities. It's eight opportunities and yeah. one shell. Yeah, think about that. Eight birds go by and you shoot three every time, you're done in eight birds yeah. opportunities, right? That's nothing, <laughs> yeah. But if you can, sometimes I, I try to tell people, like, if they ask, I'll be like, just shoot two shells, force yourself, do not shoot that third shell unless you hit it. And it's crippled. Yeah, but I even I don't even keep by my own code. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, for the most part, I do pretty good. In fact, I think that's sometimes why I don't get doubles more than I do because when I crush crush that first bird, I call it, and I'm just kind of put my. I'm like, why didn't I shoot again? That other bird was only thirty yards away. I could have doubled right there. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've almost got too conservative with that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think too for me is also finding how far a shot is. Because, mm-hmm. um, and I guess what 30, 40 yards is probably the max, right? Mm-hmm, for um, sure. And when I sighted my shot cam, I didn't realize until I sighted my shot cam, I had to find a spot that was like 40 yards out or 30 some odd yards out. And I had like sit diagonally in my backyard. Um, and we don't have a small, I mean, mm-hmm. like a small by comparison, mm-hmm. but for California, it's a fairly right. larger backyard. So I had to f- like sit diagonally across my backyard to find a spot. Was like, is that what it says, 40 yards? Or you were just trying said, to see what 40 yards was? No, it said like 35 or 40 yards. Oh, wow. To, I've been doing it too to, close. To sight it in. Um, I'm pretty sure it says that. Um, it may say 30 yards. But um, when I seen that, I was like, like that's a long ways. Like, that's a long ways. I was like, if a bird flew that far away, I don't know if I, would, I, don't know if I would shoot it. Exactly. <laughs> so to me, I've, I've never, I've think like, is that even in a range? Right. You probably never shot at one at 40 yards. No, probably. it's not. It's kind of not. Because yeah. when I look at 40 yards, too, I'm like, like when I put those targets up and do like a, you know, pattern test or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, me and Travis were talking the other day. I was at his house and we we did the range finder and to forty. I go, I never shoot at birds that far ever. Yeah. So that's, you sometimes really feel like away. it. Yeah. Because the bird's small. If they're thirty yards, they probably feel like they're fifty. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I'm like, maybe if I can think of a few times that it was a little far, and I guarantee it was no more than forty. Yeah. And it felt far. Yeah. So you, you and see that's the thing I think you're learning too is. That's what you're learning without realizing it is you're learning those distances like, yeah, you're not going to be able to say, oh, that was 36 yards. 
Yeah. But what you're doing is you're feeling like that's not a shot I'm going to take. Like you're not going to even raise your gun up because like I'm, that's too far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good though. That's what that's the biggest thing people don't learn when they're new is they just they see a speck up there and they just start banging three shells away. It's like I think a lot. I think people legitimately do think they don't know. Yeah. But I'm like, man, you think common sense would tell you like, uh, you're not gonna hit that. <laughs> like it, that, it might it might hit him just like like a BB gun, right? Just maybe, come, yeah. If you're lucky, right off of him, maybe. Yeah. So they might sting him a little bit. I don't know. But um, that's cool. I'm glad you got that resi though. That's that's yeah. so good for new hunt. They get the opportunity because if you're going out there only seeing one, you having one chance, man, it's hard to learn. Yeah. Like when I was learning to fly a helicopter, I. Originally, when I started, I was doing like once a week. Yeah. It was not, I was learning, but it was such a slow pace until yeah. I started going six days a week. And it was like two weeks I was like, oh, yeah. Getting, I was finishing up, yeah. you know? So, yep. same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The more, the more you're out there, like I said, even if it's one or two birds or whatever, maybe it's just me learning how to set up all my decoys and yeah. everything and getting out there and putting in the work. You I know? don't think there's no right way to put decoys out either. I, I, yeah. I used to think that. Okay. And we would argue about where the decoys go. Yeah. Now it's like, I I I think I have an idea like I how I liked it because I try to match what the birds do in those that I've seen there. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, oh, I've heard a J hook and I've heard a V and I've heard this and that and I've done all that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. It's it's really not. I just the birds do what they want to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But so. then on and then on a refuge too. There's usually a lot of shooting. There's a lot of people. Birds, a lot of times, won't necessarily decoy because right. right when they're like, oh, they're going to do it, boom, 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 across the refuge, and they flare out. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> Did you see any of that for you uh, guys? It seems or like was there no one over there by you? There was somebody that was in, in the blind next to us, but mm-hmm. I don't think, um, I mean, maybe they're close, maybe they aren't close, um, but I don't think it was really affecting us. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything sounded like cannons in the morning, so. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, if I, nothing was scaring our birds away, I good. don't think nothing Sweet. that was coming by, it wasn't it wasn't ruining it for us. Yeah, if anything, it was kind of pulling birds. And I know where that other blind is, and that's definitely far enough away. It shouldn't have any effect. Yeah, that's what's nice about refuges you hunt with blinds instead of like free roam because you're not fighting people. Yeah, because free roam, you know, there's rules, but no one abides by them. Yeah. So, but I just realized what time it is. I gotta go in for for a little work. So. Glad we could at least do this. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it again. I'm sure. Pretty yeah. Soon. Oh, yeah. We're gonna we'll be doing all season learned <laughs> all season long. So, yeah. I'm glad to be back, guys, and putting the content back out on the podcast. And stay tuned. Got a lot of hunts coming up and a lot of um, uh, recaps. And they seem to do really good last year. So we're gonna keep these going. Me and Thomas have a hunt, but we got a recap of the video that dropped today. So, and if you guys watch the channel, loyal subscribers of it please hit that notification bell because a lot of people are saying they're not um being notified so i don't know what the deal's going on so just know we're putting videos out every week so if you're not getting notifications just go check the channel because there will be content new hunt videos out every week all right so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys on the next one (laughs) 